we've perhaps wondered or thought, is there a shortcut to holiness? Or is there something maybe that we're missing, some easier way than the way that we've been doing things? In the epistle today, we were given the story of the apostles. The apostles who went out and they spoke in tongues, but also what was surprising to the people that heard them was the conviction in which they spoke. And just beyond this passage, which was given to us in today's epistle, the people question whether or not the apostles were drinking, were inebriated, because of the transformation of hiding in the upper room to this convicting preaching on the first day of Pentecost, and this boldness with which they went out to preach. It was evident, even externally, that they had undergone some kind of transformation. And a transformation that happened very quickly. And this transformation, of course, was this reception, this fullness of the Holy Ghost which they received on this this first day of Pentecost. And the, this action of the Holy Spirit within our souls is often referred to by saints and by spiritual authors as the shortcut of holiness, if we understand it correctly and we're able to deepen our relationship with the Holy Ghost. So I'd like to speak a little bit about who he is, what he does, and perhaps dispel some myths about the Holy Ghost. If you remember last week, if your memory goes back that far, we spoke about the Holy Ghost. His function in our soul is to form our Lord Jesus Christ. That's what he does. He forms our Lord Jesus Christ. And today, perhaps we can look a, a, little, a little bit more closely on how does he do this in the soul. He does this primarily by the gifts that he gives us. And we know these, we, 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 most of us at least, learn these in confirmation, wisdom, understanding, counsel, piety, knowledge, fortitude, and fear of the Lord. But what are they? Let's give a definition of these gifts of the Holy Ghost so we know what we're talking about. The gifts of the Holy Ghost are supernatural and permanent qualities which make us attentive to the voice of God. They render us susceptible to the workings of actual grace which make us love the things of God and consequently 
render us more obedient and docile to the inspirations of the Holy Ghost. Okay, so they make us more attentive to the voice of God and they make us more obedient and docile to his inspirations, his workings in our soul. What we're trying to say here is that this work of sanctification in our souls is something that when we're under the influence of the Holy Spirit, he's directing it, he's guiding it, and we're following that lead. And without that, we're trying to come up with a perfect sort of spiritual life and how that works. And yes, of course we have to practice the virtues and of course we have to have a plan. But it's much easier and much more efficient and much more quick under the influence of the Holy Spirit being our guide. The effects that the, these gifts have on our soul is, and perhaps this is one reason why we're afraid to talk about the gifts or we're uncomfortable about the gifts of the Holy Ghost, is because we think that we're losing some of our freedom. We think that if we're under his influence, it's something that we're losing certain amount of our autonomy or something like that. But it's under the, the influence of the Holy Ghost that when we're under his influence, we are most free. And we're talking about freedom in the proper sense. Freedom is not this idea of being able to do whatever you want to do. Freedom is that capacity to attain that goal as freely and as bestly, as best as possible. So say, for example, you're on a journey, you're in a car. The best way to get to that goal is to stay on the road and to, to, to follow the, the, the signs and get to that, that destination. It's not to go off the road. It's not to, to try to fly with that car. It's to use that car the way that it was designed. And we've been, been created with this, with this goal that's already set in place. We don't choose the goal that's been given to us. Our goal is to get to heaven. And the way to do it, in a, if we can do it in a way where we're not attached to our own will, to our own possessions, to these different things, these things are dragging us down are hampering our freedom. And if we can go above that, and we can, we can be guided by the Holy Spirit, it's actually increasing our freedom. Not only is it increasing our freedom, but it also gives us great, great consolation. Another reason why we're, we're unwilling to let go of what we're familiar with is because we are comfortable with where we're at, 
and we're afraid what might happen if we let go. And spiritual authors say that when we're led by the Holy Ghost, yes, it's more difficult at first because we have to say no to ourselves, but then comes deep and lasting consolation of God. To quote one spiritual author, one single drop of divine consolation can do what all the pleasures of the world cannot. And the Holy Ghost does come and bring this if we're under his inspiration. Now, we're talking about inspirations, but let's be a little bit more practical. How do we foster these inspirations? They're there, and the Holy Ghost, we've received him through confirmation, but how do we foster this ability to pay attention to what God, the Holy Ghost, is trying to tell us to do? We're not going to talk about everything today, but just a couple things perhaps we can keep in mind, especially during this this time of Pentecost, where we're trying to, to cultivate this habit of following his inspirations and his lead. First thing we could do is to have this spirit of gratitude for what God has already given us. If God sees that we're grateful for what he has given us, he will give us more. And the more that we're grateful, the more that he will give us, because that shows that we want and we're ready to receive more. Recognize those things that God has given us, be grateful, and that that puts us in that right attitude to receive more from God. Another thing we can do is, and we must do, we have to do, because this also shows God that we want to be under his influence, is to ask. To ask to be led by his spirit. To ask to have these these inspirations um, in whatever way that God can and is willing to send them to us. And this sort of prayer, especially when we speak about something that has to do with the soul, the betterment of our soul, God can't refuse that. St. John of the Cross says, God's nature is such that if we take him by love in the right way, we will make him do what we want. If we take him by love in the right way, we will make him do what we want. He can't refuse that petition. And then lastly, one last thing to keep in mind that we can do to foster these inspirations is silence, is to listen. And this isn't, this, this, this isn't the silence of nothingness, the silence of being very passive 
and negation and not doing something. It's actually a silence that is a more kind of active, expectant silence. The silence just before you're about to hear somebody say something. You're waiting. That attentive and trusting silence that we need to hear what God wants to tell us. God can't speak to us if we're in agitation, if we, if we lack trust, if we're running from one thing to another. We need to give our soul that space of I would say, active expectation in silence to hear what he has to say. So this Feast of Pentecost, let's ask for these graces which we need, well, first of all, perhaps, to see and to understand a little bit more the function of the Holy Ghost and the importance of the Holy Ghost in our lives. And then let's ask to appreciate that and to open up our souls to his influence. To, as, as the church says, to enkindle our, our souls with the fire of his divine love. He can do it in a much more effective and much more quick and much better way than we can ever do ourselves. Let's ask for this grace open up our souls to, in, in, to, un, to his influence and to be led by his spirit, the spirit of our Lord Jesus Christ. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen.